How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Subscribe to our patron. I mean, <laughs> get into the patron. Well, guess who's back? Oh my God, she's back again. Itchy Delaney, back in the hood. Thank you for rejoining us. How are you? you? Oh, thank you for having me back. I feel 60% better than how Yay. I felt last week, which is good. I mean, which is great. And thanks to everybody who sent me news of the shingle vaccine. Uh, that's usually reserved for over 50 year olds I do in fact qualify um, <laughs> really so thank you they said well, I've had shingles so many times yes they said parts of your face and all of your mindset screams 50 so you may have your vaccine <laughs> it's mostly your it's the cardigan <laughs> it's a cardigan friendly it's the knitwear. vibe anyway the knitwear, everybody it? missed you on the zoom uh, good to have you back yeah. Thank you. Really I was sending there to the, uh, yesterday. I loved the shingle white female. I think Harry came up with that. That's <laughs> very Harry. Absolutely, Absolutely stunning. That's very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's very good, Cass. As yeah, ever, there funny. was some very good stuff on the live uh, this week. Uh, if you want, <laughs> listener, dear listener, to join us on our lives and basically avail of us in your faces real time, and also a kind of a group therapy sort of session. Mm-hmm. Um, every second week uh, with uh, extra episodes in between, you come on over to patreon.com forward slash the creep dive. And I don't want to fucking hear about it if Get you it didn't in. enjoy my little 42 <laughs> second plug of our patron. Because I just don't. I don't fucking want to hear about it. <laughs> Welcome back, listener. It's been a great week. The sun is shining. We were talking again about um, all the fucking amazing shit that's been sent into us since we began this podcast, yeah. and how and what our how favorite things just are. Incredible that is. Favorite things: uh, Darkling Jenny's bloody sketchbook pages. All are the just illustrations, brilliant. So the illustrations are amazing. The, yeah, our recent tie dye jumpers, incredible. Uh, all the gifts yeah. you see, the sweets, the gals dropped, the WhatsApp group dropped down at Christmas time, and I really yeah. appreciate the Danny that they Noble have a, shark. Yeah, oh, the, that shark the, the is my screensaver. I love it. They um, my, I think my favorite thing about the Creeps After Dark WhatsApp group is that they're really generous and they dropped us down a really lovely hamper of sweets, but they also know 
that we don't want to be in a WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> and they respect that. I think as well, like, I, I hear I, nice stuff yeah. coming out of Creeps After Dark WhatsApp group where, like, they're very <clears throat> sweet to each other as well, which is lovely. Oh, yeah. And I heard through the grapevine that they went drinking by the sea and had a great time. I love seeing yeah. pictures and of people with their right creep outside type hats my on. gaff. Like, I got a late invite. Not impressed. You got an invite? I've never even heard of this. What? What? Who are these people? This is, you have heard I heard of they this. were nice to each other. People... I didn't know that they were inviting you guys to drink. It's fine. No. I, I obviously I, shilled I, I, the I, I, no, I get too many invite. times for them. And they were like, well, let's not invite I her. Gotcha. I didn't get the invite. I just saw it on Instagram when I was crazy. It was in Dunleary. We have to put, let's, um, we need to put more of our, um, our cool art that people make us on our Instagram page because I went last night yeah. to show Seb some stuff and I was like, oh wait, maybe there's some on the page and I realized we haven't posted as much of it and we totally need to. If you go into our tag stuff, oh, yeah. you can see. Do we have a creep of the week? We well, have it's a all creep. of the people that set fire to Killarney. What? Is Killarney over? The fucking, it's an unbelievable ecological nightmare. So our national park just set ablaze by people. I think this is a practice that um, people do to clear uh, clear their fields for grazing, get rid of the gorse. And my God, it, hang on, I'm going to get a few factoids up here. Did it get it's out of control? It's a fucking nightmare, lads. Thousands of acres of Killarney National Park have been burned over the last few days. And they continued to burn last over last night. Incredibly, incredibly bad. Shit. Isn't this an outrage? Yeah. So if the fires happen every year, okay, and the proper planning, they could be burned at different times depending on when they want the grass to grow back or wildflowers, wild etc. But uh, this was just, it looks like the police and specialists are saying that they were started by vandals. And it's... I mean, it's thousands of acres gone. It's trees. It's old oak trees. It's My God. fucking disastrous. And you know what will happen next? Those rhododendron bastards will roll out. They're a fucking invasive species. They look beautiful, but my God, they're destroying all our natural stuff. And it's an absolute disaster. That is really, really bad. And we need to find out who those bastards are. Speaking of bastards and vandals, what about, I mean, this has been sent on to me. There's two things that, if anything happens in the news that are sent on to me, that are just my phone bops up. And it's when Samantha as a party does anything or (laughs) now bad news from gender reveal, bad news from straight people. Oh my God, yes. Is this the um, 80 pounds of explosives? Just happened. Explosive use in New Hampshire. Yeah, explosive use at a gender reveal party have caused buildings to tremble across the entire state of New Hampshire. Oh, they used that cracks. many explosives, right? There was cracks they had gone in buildings off to from miles away. Yeah, people in towns miles away felt the impact, which was said to be caused by mixing chalk with eighty pounds of tannerite and over the top, over the counter explosive. Why would you ever sell over the counter explosives? absolutely well ridiculous america um now yeah, like, we need to know important the, question wait. was it a boy or was it a girl <laughs> well it turned was, the local tap water brown so infer from that what you will that they was thought the, it was um people thought there was an a, 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 an earthquake oh my um, god and the news it's yeah okay it's a boy it's gotta be a boy, <laughs> gotta be a boy. Oh my god, eighty pounds. Like eighty pounds of butter, lads. Just picture that stacked up and being like big baby. I must set that yeah. alight. Wow. Yeah, that's so funny, Cass. I, I found I, that this week and was like, Cassie. Straight yeah. Also, I've never Cassie update for you. Little uh gentleman by the name of Summerton Man. Yes, yes. Right? Go He's going it. to be exhumed. Yeah. So the remains of the mysterious Somerton man will be exhumed by police in the hope that DNA samples could solve the case that baffles detectives and podcasters alike. <laughs> uh, so just quick recap, the identity caused... Okay, so death of an unknown man whose body was found in Adelaide, Somerton Beach. Um, you might remember... It's Cassie's Bay. Me, it's just the way he was slumped up, Cassie's Bay. Uh, and... So he was slumped up against a wall and this was back in 1948. He was found December 1st. So the case sparked a ton of theories. Uh, because there's loads of unusual stuff. So he's got the tax no off his clothes. Yeah. 
His, he's got the no label spy thing. He's got a cipher found in his pocket. His suitcase mm-hmm. is found at a thing. It's in an mm-hmm. episode we call called A Dead Man, A Cipher, A Mystery or something from a couple of months ago. Yeah, so we're so amazing. So we're going to f- potentially find out. Yeah. So, so is this going to be 23 years of and this? coming through again? Well, this is, this well, is we connects might... to my story yeah. this week, which Yay. is quite short. But we have another, <sighs> we have another um, Jane Doe that they think could be um they think could be irish so they're asking irish people of course they are and i fell for it to to take a 23andme test (laughs) so this morning so i haven't really been sleeping with these shingles and i've been making mad decisions very early in the morning Uh, and but this morning my dad really wants to do a dna test because he has american family wants to trace it back and um so i bought this morning i was buying him a 23andme test And then I was buying one for my mom and I was like, well, I'll do one. And I had three in my cart and I was 99% through the checkout. And I said, stop it a second. What are you doing? I do not need to do a DNA test if both my parents do a (laughs) DNA test. So I took one out of my cart and was like, well, we're all going to get answers. And then I came in here and the media was like, unless your parents aren't your real parents. I love it. Now, I wanted somebody to work out the statistical likelihood of a person, any person, doing um, 23andMe and finding they're related to a serial killer. Like, what is, somebody needs to just do Hmm. the maths on that. We need a statistician. Is it like one in, one in 13? (laughs) One in 13. One in 13. 13 Americans discover. Are related to serial killers. Genetic material in common with serial killers. Has to be, has to be. Well, the Irish, as Irish people, we got far and wide. We spread our seed. You'll yeah. find the genetic makeup of an Irish person in the most far-flung reaches of the globe. Well, do you want, do you want me to go into my creep and tell you about this woman? Yeah, yes, I do. Okay, so this woman is known as Betty the Bag Lady. Uh, and she was... Rude. On the, okay. On the evening of August 23rd, 1992, which is my brother Aaron's birthday... Um, a passerby. No, I know. Maybe this I is found, all connected back. I'm blurting this me. out because I can't keep it in any longer. I found out that I share a birthday with Jonathan Groff. Like same day, I, lads. I'm hearing Ross Groff. Who's Jonathan Groff? Oh my god, he is just like my enduring musical theater obsession. Then he crossed over to my other obsession and starred as the lead in Mind Hunter on Netflix. Ice. Got him. Yes, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Like same right. day of the same year, guys. In the same few hours, somewhere out there in the world, <laughs> what are the chances? little Sophie and little Jonathan were crowning at the same time, and then cut to thirty six years later, we have this incredible parasocial one sided relationship. Connection. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Okay, but it's amazing. There's nothing to say that Jonathan isn't listening to this podcast. Exactly. He might be a fan of you well, as you are. Congratulations to him. Jonathan, yeah. and yeah, big happy day for him. Birthday recently. Enough. <laughs> recently enough. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the bag. Betty the bag. Betty lady. the bag lady. So on the evening of 23rd of August 1992, a passerby noticed what appeared to be a body wrapped in a back plastic bag. 15 feet off the side of a rural road near Red Arrow Highway in New Buffalo, Michigan. The decomposing remains of a white Caucasian elderly woman were found wrapped in a sheet and inside two garbage bags with her feet wrapped in an institutional type white towel. Both her hands and her dentures were missing. So forensic oh. scientists determined. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just pictured those two items like off together somewhere, like having a laugh, <laughs> like having some denture and hand puppet fun to get. Okay, goodbye. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Just it's sad. It's a sad story. Somebody is dead, Sophie. Okay. Um. So the investigators speculated that she may have come from a care facility in either Northern Illinois or Indiana. She was. Oh um, God between the age of 65 and 70, but she's never been hmm. identified. Um, so that's why she's been known as Betty the Bag Lady. Uh, and they've like done work to kind of build these, um, these, what do you call them? Composites of what she looked like. She should, that's like, surely if some, let's say she was in a care home of some description, 
I mean, they would have a record of someone going missing. Missing, yeah. 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 Unless that the seems care home they did haven't, something that right? they don't want to be found out about. Interesting. Yeah. So. Did so they trace that towel anywhere? No, so they've never been able, like they've never, it's such a, it's a cold case, right? But now detectives believe that she was Irish um, and she was born in, I think around 19, let's see if she was 65 in 1992, she would have been born in like 1930s. Which makes sense mm-hmm. that she would be of Irish descent, right? So they believe that she is linked, she might be linked to any Irish people because they've done a DNA profile of her and found that there could be connections to anyone with the names McLaughlin, McLaughlin with an A, McLaughlin with an O, Morrissey, O'Brien, Kelly, Hogan, Mahoney, Cashman, Walsh, Lyons, O'Sullivan, Sullivan, O'Donoghue, Donoghue and McDonough. So they're asking people of those. So that narrows names. it down to the entire island of Ireland. But like, well, I actually it? surprisingly don't have any of those names in my. Well, Sophie's an O'Sullivan. I sure am. Yeah. And I'm gonna spit in a cup and send it somewhere wherever they want. I'll send. I'm sending one to Jonathan, so I'll pop one in the post for these lads too. Maybe hold now, on. Look, would not there be so a... fast, guys, <laughs> because that like sending your DNA around the place like that has far-reaching consequences as we discussed before yes okay it does but the thing is right so many people have done it already that rigor it's you're going to pop up now i'm just going to pop share my screen here at sophie we can decide whether we think there's a resemblance here between you i mean not a thousand miles away so very like maya sullivan side of the family very much so yeah really could be if she had a friend disapproval is a familial trait. <laughs> so what we're looking at here is a plasticine face and bit of granny um, hair. How would you describe top. this? It yeah, looks like like a tr- like a traditional Irish granny. Do you know what? It she does like... genuinely have some resemblance. Like my aunt has very lovely, very big, kind of slightly like hooded eyes. Or not hooded, sorry, slightly deep set mm. like that plasticine head. Um, okay. Also. Um, so maybe lo- loves you could bags. be the one loves bags loves, loves bags mad for bags um, and oh yeah as, as I said I don't like you said Cassie at this point everyone's coughed up DNA so many people have coughed up DNA now that we're all kind of on the system yeah I'll so throw it's mine absolutely in. fine like as you're, you're, you're going to get said, caught for a penny in yeah, for a, and look, don't we all just Spit need a bit cup. of fucking news? Like, I just want to be like, got a DNA test. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That plasticine granny. Yeah, yeah. I want to, the remix. I want to. For my one of DNA, our jingle people will come along and make some and make you a, a your own personal tune. <laughs> a tune. I want to. Um, I want to be framed for murder. Like that's you know fucking nothing's happened in thirteen months. I want to send yeah. my DNA over there to the States. Let some absolutely corrupt fuckhole who works in the police um, yes. plant me Take a scene. all my information. Yeah. D- ex- oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Take it would my be really good for Take the creep Take my diet. DNA. Put it somewhere. Give us a bit of excitement. I want to be one of those, what you call them, chimeras with the two DNA strands. I don't know. Give yeah. me a bit of drama. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. That would be good. Chimeras are the sort of sexier end of kind of genetic mutations, yeah. I would say. Anyway, the the tests also give you like a medical like history and like a likelihood of diseases. So maybe they'll find like the origin of shingles on my father's side. I feel like he's to blame. Because <laughs> you want to know which I feel like it's definitely yeah, it's definitely exactly. a Delaney yeah, exactly. thing. It's one hundred percent going to be a Delaney thing. There's no they way. They just, yeah, they the have side. that kind of like just sort of shingles personality, kind of quiv- yeah, they got the like and sort of all little freckly fuckers were raised outside. Like definitely, someone picked up somewhere somewhere, and it's impacting me now for the rest of my adult life. I have a question on um, Betty. Um, mm. Betty loves a bag. Uh, how do you, do they? take how do they go from here's a dna sample to here's a list of irish surnames like this is interesting to me so good have they established genealogists have identified 15 family names with genetic links okay um so it must be that they have like a 
similarities in DNA to those names. That's fascinating. But not like, not the full match. Do you know, my Isn't friend it? is a genealogist. This is like my, one of the proudest facts about me. Like, do you know the way like... I understand what that is, always... but immediately everything... The, I'm a genie in a bottle. A That's what... Uh, gotta, rub, gotta rub me the yeah. right way. Right way. I love the early 2000s for like a real disturbing lyric coming out of a child's mouth. That woman was a child at that time as she writhed in the dunes wearing impossibly low-rise jeans that affected a generation impossibly. of us. How could we have ever recovered from those low-rise jeans being shoved know. into our little stupid adolescent faces? Sadness. Sadness is all We're that talking about a no-rise jean. <laughs> no, just yeah. a gusset. End at gusset. End at gusset. Like, just maybe a centimetre of a fly zipping up the front. That was all that there was. Yeah. It just about zipped mm-hmm. to the top of the labia. The front bum. But they're yeah. back. You know, they're back. I accidentally yes. bought a pair of low-rise jeans on the internet <sighs> And there, you know and who we have to blame for that? confronting thing. Very confronting. Men. Such discomfort. No, no, it's Normani. Men? Fucking Normani. Really? Love her. Back. But she fucking brought out that motivation video about two years ago and at the time I was like no Normani no you were but an infant during the first wave of low-rise jeans you don't know the tragedy they caused and Normani fucking just carried on singing that great song but sorry bopping around in her low-rise jeans and then cut to never heard of her what you have I'm gonna, Jen. Gonna give me motivation. Yeah, yeah I do it all right okay. Yeah, it okay. seems like the kind of song you'd listen to as you were getting into the sea. It's a great song. <laughs> She's great, but I don't. I do blame her for the low rise jeans. That was a very that was okay. harsh of her. Ready for a small segue? Oh, I, I received know, a I don't very know if you say ready for a small segue if that's a segue. Like I think that you've ruined Sorry. it. Try I harder. Just go straight in. No, just I received us... a video of an unrelated topic that I'm going to quickly update you on. No, there's definitely going to be some sort of thread we could have pulled out here. Speaking right. of a low Threads, rise, low Jean, rise. Well, speaking of low rise, something is rising from below. And Here that something is the cicadas. <laughs> now, I've received a video from a listener over the sea by the name of Luke. Luke. <laughs> and he sent me a video of the first signs of the cicadas. So tunnels they dig ahead of time in preparation for the big day, he says. And the video are holes in the ground, in the dirt. These are the tunnels that they're going to come out of. How exciting is that? That is so cool. Still confuses me that Luke isn't in Paris. I know. (laughs) Because it's not nothing to do with the French. We just, um, we put that on him. And uh, (laughs) now we have to try and work back. (laughs) so hard so, so is somebody always... pre-digging for them like do the cicadas have a little kind of recce team that are <sighs> out, do it to... out digging ahead of time like to prepare for their entrance no they're doing it from below they're doing it from below okay so they're they preparing a tunnel yet not That's yet so creepy so, so and they're before all you see them the you see their time. tunnel you see their handiwork yeah Ugh. Yeah, isn't that creepy? Like they lay a little road before they arrive. Yeah, like they're out tarmacking in the dead of night, and you're like, Jesus, the road's been built. Yeah, I guess they're coming Here soon. They come. Oh, that's exciting! Obviously, I've had several horrific so, dreams about them since you told us. Oh, I'm so excited for you! I would love that red-eyed beasts. Uh, Cass, is that the end of Betty the Bag Woman story? Well, for now, but like, I really feel like we're going to get some information out of the Delaney Russell DNA test. It should arrive in six days. I shall update you in a few weeks who we've found. I'm obviously it's going to be an incredibly disappointing. Your father's never yeah. left Perry's town, and your mother never left Clare Castle. You're a hundred percent Irish. <laughs> Boring. I uh, you're related well, to everyone in Knockline. What? When so you're doing all the four test. million of them, all yeah. Delaney, De, De, Delaney DNA. Um, 
I think uh, that's the problem. I don't want to find out that I am not like descended from a Scandinavian princess. Like that's the oh, I would love narrative that. I invented for myself a long time ago. Like I'm very blonde. Nobody else in my family has my coloring. Like my But parents... what if you get back that you're Aryan, which I think is likely you're blue eyed, lovely and pale, blonde, the blondest hair of anyone I've ever seen naturally. Mm. You're Hitler's wet dream. Like I'm you're Hitler's wet dream. Dramatic. Yeah, I yeah. am. I'm Hitler and Goebbels pulled their creepy sperm and they impregnated Eva Frau Braun and I was born but I'm trying to make amends mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. you know I've married into a Jewish family you I married gifted, into a Jewish family. gifted them some strapping young heirs mm-hmm. so I'm trying to make amends obviously it's a lot for one person to try and make amends for but no I yeah. just feel like I thought I was a Scandinavian a kind of a Nordic sort of high priestess perhaps or whatever they have there and um, maybe just a very stylish Copenhagen style blogger Mm. descended from a Copenhagen style blogger and my dad always really like was very supportive of the theory my maiden name is Linehan he told me it was was and that that meant of the long boats Hello. Oh, interesting. Danish course, style blogger. Vikings. I know. And you have the mm. height and I have the you height. You look like a Viking. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so go on, Jen. Give us some creep. I have a, a creepy, but a, look, I love a parasite. And this, I found this story and then was subsequently sent it n- numerous times <laughs> uh, in The Guardian very recently. Uh during the April month of April, the 9th of April. <laughs> right, here's the headline. Love the squee- detail. So ex- a maggot hatched from my face. <gasps> oh. I squeezed the spot and Give something big, video. alive and wiggly. Give us a video. I, oh, tell us I don't a have a video. There's no, but there's, oh, sorry, there's many fucking videos of this, uh, Cass. So Channel 4 also did a, there's something, I can't remember the name of the show, but it, it was, was probably like, something discussing like, help, my inside. face is eaten alive by maggots, help. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a whole uh, butterfly episode and it was again in the head, which makes sense if the fly is landing on you because that's the tallest spot. And it was, uh, let me read you this guy's story. Um, this this gentleman by the name of Peter Jenkins in the early 1980s, he was a Royal Air Force squadron leader and a secretary of the RAF, Ornithology Society. At the time, it was kind of supporting these adventurous trainings. What the hell was that noise? Sorry, it was me. I went on to the videos of the maggot in the face thing and I can watch the people. And climaxed. There was this boy and it's like huge open wound on young man's face monsters inside me is mm. the name of the show if you can see that thing that's the show and that, that i'm like show. that i'm like oh that looks interesting i could watch that but then there's like one here of a dog and i don't want it that's just too sad i well so look at this in the your priorities are they love the cattle dog and dogs are barely right, animate are you kidding me? So yes, just I tell am. me I'm a just, dog you've I'm ever met that, that you didn't like, right? I've never met a dog you. I didn't like, but I've met many a human. I I live on the street with a dog I don't like. It's so awful. I don't like this dog. Okay. Um, okay, also, before we go on, I'm sorry that um, that guy has like a monster inside him. But like, do you not feel, Jen, as a person who's grown another person, yeah. like no parasite yeah. story is ever really going to touch it. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. Not remotely. Like, it's nothing will ever be as freaky as birthing a human. No, definitely not. But men, men, men folk tend to, you know, they, very little happens to their body. There's no period. There's no, like, breasts forming or milk secretion. There's fuck all happening. So when something happens to a man, it ends up in the Guardian newspaper. That's true. And that's where we are today. And gets its own so channel show. Okay, go on. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Peter heads off to Belize on one of these adventurous training uh, missions and a very humid jungle, coastal swamp. And the country was the perfect location for an arduous training under field conditions. Mm. And it was, an, as we know, interesting. That sounds in birds, like masturbating ornithology. He was. So he loved birds as well. So that's where he was looking at them. <laughs> masturbating in a tent looking at birds through binoculars 
So he had a wonderful time, uh, acquired deep tan, and off he came home. So he came home, found a very small blemish on upon his forehead, just below the hairline, initially said to himself, that's just a regular spot I've got there. I'm going to go at it. Oh, and so he yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Big with a tool mistake. or just with the nails? We're not. He doesn't go into detail here, but I'm imagining tools. Well, first of all, let's just go in with fingernails. Really dig it around. Mm. And uh, it was a fucking mistake. Uh, the spot fought back <laughs> very, very hard. His whole face swelled up like a balloon. <laughs> Ooh. He said, my skin became tight and very uncomfortable. Ooh. I oh tried yeah. to the doctor. Very red, I would say. Free Botox. Just tall. Just so tall. So big. I'm filled in Botox to fuck. <laughs> but it was Easter. So finding a GP was not a not an option. Of course and He not. tried to explain the issue over the phone. But it's he not was an dismissed, over the phone. he yeah. said. Yeah, Peter, get a grip. You just have a spot. Just let it see itself out. And stop calling me. So it was only once he'd mentioned he'd been to Belize that he was taken seriously. And then he was prescribed a course of antibiotics. And he said, they seem to work. My face returned to a normal size within days. But the spot remained. Not only that, after a few weeks, it started to swell, itch and ache. Mm. It grew into a round lump, he said, which slowly became more oval in shape. (gasps) Each week, it grew larger and larger with a very small hole at one end. Uh, Every now and then, a sharp stabbing pain like a pin twisting under my skin and bloody fluid flowed from the hole. This is delicious. So he said to, he said here, not, not much trouble, right? And he said, I was prepared to manage that. I was, that's fine. Good man, Peter. That's just how my face works now. (laughs) I'm sucking it up. But he did say that uh, during his commute by train that the blood ran down from the forehead and had, he thought at that moment, it had become a nuisance. (laughs) And he was chairing meetings at the Ministry of Defence and colleagues were taken aback by the blood. It's just a trickle of blood (laughs) consistently from what was a visible I immediately went into Harry Potter there and was like, do we actually have a Ministry of Defence? Is that not just a Harry Potter thing? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably do. I presume so. So after, uh, where are we? Okay, so after about a month, the bump was still increasing in size. And is it oval and, still? Uh, I'm picturing it like an egg It's shaped. still oval. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining too. And um, sure, he'd nearly had enough now. And he was like, <laughs> this is it. I, he said he took a couple of whiskeys and he was like, this thing's coming the fuck out. <gasps> I'm doing a bit of self-surgery. Oh, should have sold tickets. Wait, this was the 80s, yeah. wasn't it? So he couldn't like live stream it or anything. No. Oh. And difficult to, yeah, there wouldn't be a tripod available. Can I say anyway, something about Peter locked. for a second? Yeah. He does mm-hmm. not sound like your average man. I am impressed with his fortitude. Like, Peter, yeah, he I'd sucked say it now, up for quite a while. Yeah, this is some sucking up that, like, I just don't think you see a lot of the time from no. the males. I'm surprised he didn't take himself to A&E. Yeah. Mm. He took that, well, the doctor, and he had his antibiotics. Like, I've seen so he felt that he was being looked after. A paper cut, you know. Oh, hundred to a degree that you know, um, Peter obviously is ridiculous. Be, yeah. No. Okay. So here we are in the evening. Couple of whiskeys in. He attempts to encourage the end of this journey, face spot journey, and he squeezed the spot, oh. and something, not just blood, something solid started to emerge. Uh, oh. When he says, when it was a little way out, I was able to grab it and slowly pull it out of my forehead oh, in oh, my fingers oh. was a plump, alive maggot. Ah! Oh. oh my God. It's beautiful. Yep, yep. It's beautiful. And where's the gender reveal party now, bitch? <laughs> it looked just like the fly maggots you see in food waste in the summer, but say. longer and it fatter. Lo- it looked just like Peter. Is <laughs> <laughs> the image it of you. Ah, oh, he's the bulb off you, Peter. 
<laughs> oh my god oh, and was this so like random. a beautiful like bouncing 10 pound maggot like how big it fucking was so fuck. so he said two and a half centimeters long but much bigger and fatter than what you might see in your compost bin oh so he said he's been he was feasting off his blood the, well exactly he was aware that the spot could have been a result of a parasite he, and so he'd consulted the RAF the Institute of Pathology and Tropical Medicine who said with typical British stiff upper lip that I shouldn't worry as it was probably a bot fly larvae that would come out when it was ready. <laughs> but he said, I hadn't expected something so big, so alive, so wiggly to emerge. So he said, shaking, I had a couple of more shots of whiskey, placed the thing in alcohol. He said he put it in gin as that's all that was available to prever- preserve it for the tropical medical staff to confirm what it was. And amazingly, as soon as it was gone, the hole closed within 24 hours and it had healed perfectly. Now, he said he'd been told that what had been living in his forehead was indeed a botfly larvae. And the botfly is a large, beautifully coloured fly found around Central South America. It lives only a few days as an adult. During that time, as with the cicadas, uh, the females will mate, deposit their eggs on skin, on a skin-piercing insect, sorry, deposit her eggs on skin-piercing insects such as mosquitoes, which in turn inject the eggs under the skin of humans and other mammals. Oh, wow. When, where, that's where the larvae can feed and grow until they leave the host to pupate on the ground. So, uh, Peter says, mine was relatively small that they can grow to over three centimetres in length. So he subsequently learned that I could have dealt with the maggot earlier. Now, Peter, I could have told you this from watching the Monsters Inside Me show uh, because what she did was cover... You see that hole that he was talking about? That was the breathing hole for the maggot. So in uh, Monsters Inside Me, what the girl did was put a bit of Vaseline over the hole uh, and a bit of cling film. And then that suffocated the maggot, which in turn stopped it growing and made it easier to get out. Because as Peter was pulling the maggot, the maggot was kind of has the this ability to grab a hold. So it was grabbing a hold where because it was alive and it was fighting him back. But if it was and dead, it had its much own easier. Views. Like, bosh, pop it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So uh, what did he say? But you know what would have so scared me if I had about blocking the entrance hole? Yeah. I'd yeah. have been afraid that you'd block the entrance hole and that the maggot would instead then go deeper inside. Find a new, seeking yeah, another hole. I'm so shook can. that you, I, as you can see, I'm partaking in my inhaler after that. Yeah, Come inhaler's on. going in. Oh, she did it. Great girl. She did the, uh, the, the one, the, the safety spray. Yeah, because I de- now Hold I'm terrified that, in there, that a fucking parasite might get shoved into my lungs. Oh yeah, Or Jesus. Christmas tree. Fuck pine me. needle. That was. I mean, it was part. I would say feast. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. satisfied, but I'm also traumatized and shook. Peter is a is a kind-hearted man. Here he signs off with, "I wouldn't want my story to put anyone off going to Belize, which is a beautiful country full of wildlife. A botfly is an unlikely tour uh, is unlikely on a tourist holiday." However, if the worst happens, just know you'll be helping to provide food and shelter for a maggot for up to four weeks afterwards. <laughs> I mean, you're doing what you can where you can. That's the, the lesson, isn't oh it? Oh my God. I would like Peter do our part. to sort of start a YouTube channel, maybe just sort of, mm-hmm. maybe a podcast, just sort of disseminating yeah. that kind of Peter's wisdom, you know? I think that that just would a lovely help us all. Man. Step up her lip. Stip up her face. Lucky maggot. Lucky maggot. I want to see I want to see maggot videos now. That's what I'm going to do for my lunch break. Did he ever see like the little tip of it kind of coming out that hole at all? Like a little periscope. The maggot having a look around. Being like, oh, we're in England. Oh yeah, guys. He did. Yep, you could see you could you can see an undulating mass under this taut skin on top. He also said here that if failing the uh, bit of Vaseline over the breathing hole, um, it says that it, it it would die and just be absorbed into the body eventually. Mm. Or he said he could have strapped a piece of meat to the 
bite so that the maggot would lose interest in me and chew its way into something tastier. That would be funny. So he would like draw it out by but placing a little sausage bit of bacon. On the forehead. Just a, a small cocktail sausage. Induya. <laughs> and it would just come out. That'll yeah. get it every time. Just anyway, put li- thanks, lie down behind na- beside an antipasti board and just wait for it to come out <laughs> and join the barbecue. <laughs> Oh, I love it. What he could do is like get a sort of a visor, wear it sideways on his head, perch all yes. of the antipasti mm. items on the visor and have a kind of a portable antipasti board to take that as he went about his day. I think it's a stunning idea for actually anyone, even if you're not trying to. Yeah, sorry, a grazing a visor. Absolutely. In fact, do you know what's a really good tip is if you turn your hoodie backwards, you can basically assemble oh, yeah. any kind of, um, you know, antipasti in your hood. You this you're missing out on a trick here. Now this is this is the lazy, grazy hood, and it sells <laughs> itself. I love it, lazy grazy t- TM. And sure, if it yeah. coaxes a parasite out of your body at the same time, wonderful. Happy days. Oh, that wonderful. is sensational, Jen. I feel so many feelings. So good. Have you got a nugget to take us home? Moi, I sure, yeah. sure can. I mean, always. Uh, let me see. Always. Um, I it's hard now though to go from that to food, but sure I will. Oh um, dear, let's we'll do, do it anyway. Let me do just grab my charger. This is go for it, um, further to um my live tweeting uh chats of a few weeks ago. Do you remember I was chatting about when back in however 2014 when everyone was mad for live tweeting everything all the time yes. very particularly live tweeting the life events of random strangers um, just and just bizarre so this it was a twitter thread um, that this guy no this girl um, put together after she'd been sitting in a restaurant for a while and realised that um, the couple on the table beside her were having their first date and um this did also go on to inspire my creep to creep about hellish first dates. Patrons will know. Um, <clears throat> so the first tweet is, there's a couple on their first date at this sushi place and the guy announced, I don't look at menus and I'm ordering for us. <laughs> okay. So she goes on. Now he's asking the, sushi, now he's asking the sushi, sushi chef. Sushi chef is really hard to say. She sells seashells. Now he's asking the sushi chefs. <laughs> Try and say that. That is very hard. Sushi chef. Sushi chef. Now he's asking the sushi chefs if they have different fish. <laughs> they don't have what he wants, which is, quote, going to be a major problem. The tweeter says, if only there was some way he could have known this beforehand. I.e. reading a menu. Ring. Oh my God, the oh, yeah. waitress just asked what kind of wine he wanted and he said, you're the aficionado, you tell me. He asked oh, his God. date if she wanted He's dry gone wine. gone way over the top. Um, I rat. He asked if she wanted... Wet is my preference. Sorry? Wet wine. Wet wine. <laughs> better option. So the date said, um, Saki, and he said, sweetie, I can't make all the decisions for us. And she said, Saki? <laughs> OMFG. He's just asked the chef if they have giant clam. They said no. He asked the waitress. She said no. He said, I don't look at menus. <laughs> Who is this lunatic? And how can we save whoever's on a date with them? The waitress is now dictating the menu to him. And his date looks oddly unfazed. <laughs> oh no, he just said something I won't repeat. But it started with, quote, any blonde woman that looks at me, dot, 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 dot. Oh dear. What, what is the, sorry, what did, what was he inferring? Uh, what was, I don't know, maybe he says like, gets it up the hideous. hole immediately or, or something hideous, I'd say. Although knowing us, we've probably come up with something more hideous than what this unimaginative man back in November <laughs> oh, of 2016 Oh, without said. a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> he goes on to say, 
when I was 19 on my promotion tour, the locals introduced me to Japanese food and I was hooked. He then clarified it was San Francisco locals. <laughs> but he did not clarify what the promotional tour was for. <laughs> the woman, <laughs> the woman on the date looked away for one second and he said, Look at me! <laughs> No. <laughs> she needs help. Don't look there. Look at me. He's just asked for deep fried shrimp heads. They don't have it. Waitress. <laughs> do you want a menu, sir? <laughs> the man. I don't look at menus. <laughs> oh, this person is on a date with a four-year-old. <laughs> it's that level of unreasonable, irritating and problematic. Um, okay, yes, so can't read. Tweeter says, update, this is actually not a first date, but I am still positive this is a bad date. <laughs> she has a ring on, but he doesn't. Um, and I want, but I want to tell her, quote, marriage is just paper. You can still leave him. I've seen it happen. <laughs> so she's, I think the Tweeter is suspecting that maybe they actually are married. Um, but then, oh God. okay, he's just followed with, I don't care what people say. Words don't matter unless you give them power. Oh, okay. Seriously, she may be on a date with Tony Robbins, though. Okay. He just okay. The reader's now stunned because he chewed up the skin of his edamame, 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 edamame. Yeah. Sushi chef. Hey, I got it. Sushi chef. (laughs) Edamame. Yay! So that is psychotic. He ate the skin of the edamame. Edamame. Edamama. Yeah, that's weird. He's talking about how hilarious it will be when he wears his MAGA hat in front of his friend, quote, a Jew. Oh, (laughs) this guy is wonderful. Their food came. Her, will you tell me what this is? Him, no, you just eat it. She picked up chopsticks and he slapped them out of her hand. (laughs) You don't eat sushi with chopsticks. (laughs) She she tried to use chopsticks again. And this time he said, don't embarrass me. (laughs) The owner of the restaurant has just come to say hi. Because he knows the woman. Girl. Oh, God. This is my friend, Tony. Tony! His name is Tony, guys. I'm on to something, Tony. Tony. But friend, just friend. This is great. Yeah, I'm this is my for this friend, woman. Tony. Man, who I've learned is named Tony. Why don't you have giant clam? Owner. Mm. <laughs> that feels like a delicate question to ask. Now, fun side What fact. size is your clam? Yes. Why isn't your clam giant? Um... <laughs> So fun side fact, giant clams are listed as a vulnerable species and have been for ah. more than 30 years, which could very well be the reason, Tony. Now, Tony is telling the owner about all the great Japanese food he's eaten and the owner is humoring him like a champ. Last time Tony went to d- Japan, he demanded to eat the giant squid head. Big boy, Tony, <laughs> which actually makes sense. <laughs> because if you don't <laughs> sorry you know, sorry <laughs> being at dinner with Tony sounds so intensely similar to being at dinner with my seven year old mm. <laughs> yeah it is. is I want giant squid head now I went to Japan <laughs> and I demanded I eat giant squid head and you're like child you are seven and you have never been to Japan and Nothing, you none of won't even eat pasta and sauce in the same bowl, hon. I don't think you're going to eat a giant squid head. And um, so anyway. <laughs> Where are we Sorry. now? Tony's now. Tony's barking is that he is going to, quote, introduce himself to a cigarette outside. <laughs> so oh Tony God, has Tony. left. This is such an amazing combination because I also feel like there's definitely boys we went to school with who spoke like this as well. Do you know these kind of like, do you know these kind of guys who are just like they can't just say the normal thing. They have to normal. be like, I'm gonna go introduce myself to a cigarette right about now. Yeah, 
how they say and good night as they say in Japan farewell exactly adieu (laughs) so that is one amazingly bizarre date from 2016 do we know do we don't know how it ended Tony went out to introduce him to a cigarette (laughs) and that's that's the end of the story that's the end of the story I'm gonna try tired of he tired of the woman's company the lack of giant clown and said me and my cigarette are going to become acquainted goodbye and good night (laughs) adieu Adieu. kind regards best wishes um yes so yours sincerely that's right tony that's right Shall we see Thank everyone you, on the hive? Or oh, not everyone. Sorry. We'll Sorry. See. We'll not see. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Just the people who give us their cold, hard cash. Can I say to the general population, cash. though? Giant clams only. Wait, wait. I need to say something about to the Creek Dive Gen Pop, okay? We fucking love you guys. This couldn't we be a thing without you. We love every yes. single one of your little creepy hearts out there, and we completely we just don't know who you are. We just don't we just know don't you understand well. because but in the Patreon we vibe, see you know? it is a vibe. It's, it's cool. a vibe. It's just cute. having the old tens, ten thousand strangers along with our close personal patron friends. <laughs> but also, seriously, the show wouldn't be without everyone. So you're all a part of this thing, and we love you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're considering it, do it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.